Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your co-host Cliff Schechter, here along with the illustrious John Aravosis. Hey John. Co-host number two. Hello. Electric Boogaloo. Um, yes, that is our co-host. John, you've heard from him now. Uh, we're actually lucky to have an awesome guest here, a longtime friend, longtime activist, consultant. What else should we call you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Laura. Um, healthcare uh, expert. <laughs> uh-huh. healthcare, healthcare expert. Well, that's what we're going to get to, but there's so much good stuff. In any case, we have Laura Packard here with us. She's on the Protect Our Care Tour right now, recently named uh, Executive Director of Healthcare Voter, which is a huge effort um, to educate folks about about their healthcare, about what the options they have, about those who are trying to take it away from them and those who are trying to give them more. Um, and mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about that and COVID, uh, how that affects all this, some other things. Thanks for being here, Laura. Thank you for having me. Um, and I'll say quickly, I should have said in the intro, people may remember, you know, Laura was a longtime activist. John and I know her from, we were all on various knock-knock, who's their listservs back in the day, as, you know, people connected in D.C. and that kind of thing. But but when Laura was diagnosed with cancer, this all became very personal to her, and she told incredible stories about what she had to go through. And I think you may have, I'm trying to remember, was it John Ensign who you helped uh, fire? I'm trying to, it, it, it's going back a little <laughs> bit now. Um, but you uh... took people on, and, 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 and you showed up at those, back when they used to do town halls, you showed up mm-hmm. there and, and took some folks on, right? Yeah, um, Senator Heller is no longer a senator in Nevada. Heller, and, not Ensign. My, my bad. <laughs> and Senator Gartner is no longer a senator oh, in Colorado. Corey, yeah. So, so pardon my French, but if you fuck with Laura, you will lose your Senate seat. I'd yes. like you to know that, <laughs> if, you, if you think about that. Um, why don't you tell us about the Protect Our Care tour well, actually, right now? Cliff, what can, I jump in, can I jump in oh, real quick? You, you I know most Laura, certainly can. When we had you on last time... You had talked a little bit about your cancer diagnosis because I think it it seems to be very central to your story now. Uh, it's kind of it's morphed. I mean, originally you were sort of professionally doing the healthcare activism ten years ago, but obviously it became much more personal with your diagnosis. And I know you talked about it a little bit last time, but for folks who may not have heard, can you just sort of give a little bit of a background again as to who you are and what that was about? Sure. Uh, Well, as mentioned, my name is Laura Packard. I have been a long time um, campaign and nonprofit staffer. Uh, The AFL-CIO sent me to Arkansas back in 2009, and I was one of the people on the ground helping to get the Affordable Care Act passed in the first place, but it wasn't personal. And then four years ago, I was diagnosed with a stage four cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma. And at the same time, uh, the day after my first chemotherapy appointment, Republicans in the U.S. House voted to dismantle the Affordable Care Act, which was keeping me alive. So I took that personally, and I got very, very involved. Hmm. Well, Nothing like uh, bringing even more passion to somebody who already yep. was passionate. Hey, just out of interest, the political geek in me, um, mm-hmm. when they sent you to Arkansas, was it prior that you were pressuring? Uh, it was uh, Pryor and Lincoln and all three of the uh, Democratic congressmen at the time. Yeah, so for people that you know weren't paying attention to politics back then or were too young, we'll forget. It was a, it was a close vote. And, you know, Democrats, as is our way too often, allowed Republicans to define what Obamacare was, which is Obamacare, of course, is now incredibly popular. We let them define it by its least popular elements. 
And there are a lot of Democrats who are getting scared to vote for it. So we needed people like Laura on the ground to force some of our more moderate slash conservative members to support it. And uh, thank, thankfully, you were successful. Yeah, I mean, it was a close vote in 2009, but uh, and 2010 um, uh, during reconciliation. Uh, but we got there. Uh, all that sounds familiar, sadly. Um, are you still with us here, John? John, uh, did, we lose, did we lose John? Alrighty then, John. Well, I don't know. I'm going to keep asking. John going to visit his mom in Chicago has presented challenges because he can't. Uh, his internet is questionable there. So, in any case, why don't we talk from there? So, you're still with me, right, Laura? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. And this you. is just an example of why we need to fully fund infrastructure so that everyone everywhere can get good internet access. Look at that. That is correct, by the way. That's obviously what a lot of what is in the Build Back Better plan by President Joe Biden to build our infrastructure because it is ludicrous in this day and age when internet is so important to everything we do that people in all sorts of areas, you think like, you know, you hear always about rural areas, but there's John sitting there in suburban Chicago, kind of a well-populated area and he can't stay on the internet. So that, that's frustrating. Um, well, let's get to what you did to the protect our care. Um, why don't you sort of share with folks, uh, you know, what you've been doing, where you've been going, I mean, trying local food. I don't know. More importantly, <laughs> what, <laughs> what you've been saying. Well, uh, I have been on tour with the Protect Our Care bus, uh, Care Force One, going coast to coast. We started in Maine and we finish in California and Nevada over four weeks. So we just finished up week three. We have one more week to go. Uh, sharing our stories. Uh, sometimes uh, representatives and senators show up. Sometimes we work with other elected officials. And we're just getting the word out about the health care portions of Build Back Better and why our elected officials need to vote for it. Well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She loves steak and burgers, right? We grew up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha steaks and burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner, finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. Good. Well, what are the healthcare portions of Build Back Better? So everybody knows what we're talking about. Well, they are writing the bill right now. So what we're talking about is still mostly speculation, and we'll see what makes it into the final versions of the bill. But the pieces that so far sound like they are included are making the Affordable Care Act subsidies permanent, the American Rescue Plan made ACA plans cheaper, but only for two years. So making those, making those discounts permanent, 
strengthening Medicare to include vision and dental and hearing coverage, which is something a lot of people are surprised about that it's not included right now. Uh, but yeah. some seniors are going when without. I first found that out, right? I mean, a lot of those a lot of the, those elements in regular healthcare plans are so awful that you know, I mean, I don't. I've got healthcare, and I don't have dental coverage because it's mm-hmm. just—it's awful. It's expensive, and frankly, uh, I can go to the dentist, do whatever I want. It ends up being cheaper, um, mm-hmm. thankfully, in that way. But I mean, yeah, that, that that's not a part of Medicare is shocking. Okay, what else do we? Anything else? Uh, yes, there's more. Uh, All right. So, <laughs> expanding Medicaid in the states that refuse to do it. As a part of the Affordable Care Act, uh, the ACA was meant to cover people with uh, middle incomes, and then the most low-income people were going to be covered by Medicaid in their states. And uh, thanks to the Supreme Court, it became optional instead of required as it was originally designed. And that means that states like Florida and Texas and Georgia, where their governors are all about the politics and not about the people – they are refusing to expand it. So that means uh, over 2 million Americans don't have health care right now that should. And uh, the American Rescue Plan included uh, some subsidies to incentivize these states to do the right thing. But even with free money from the federal government, they still refuse to do it. So th- now it's being talked about setting up a federal plan to cover low-income people in these states, uh, a public option, uh, because their states just refuse to do it. You so know, I think I, that'll be kind of ironic yeah. if these uh, if Republican intransigence produces a whole new federal program for healthcare. Well, you know what? That would actually make me really, really happy if if just that side of me that is that that I have to admit that schadenfreude side I try not to indulge in too much but if we got the public option because of what assholes these guys are and you were very you know you're very um uh, let's just say you're you're more professional than me in the way you describe them politics over people did she not did would, she not call them assholes no she did not uh, she is she is better than I am she said politics over people I would go with fucking ghouls that don't care if their own constituents die oh. but you know, I mean, to me, <laughs> to me, that but first led by the Supreme Court, this horrible right wing, by the way, stolen Supreme Court, um, mm-hmm. was one of the first attacks to try to undermine Obamacare. And and of course, you know, because we have a media see Afghanistan on this that doesn't seem to understand how to report on these kinds of things and report nuance. You know, every time there was a, a something went bad with Obamacare, they'd be like, oh, well, you see Obamacare. They would never point out right. each of those times all the efforts by right-wingers to undermine and screw it so that it would mess up the price structure. And again, there was no reason to do that. If you look in the history of how many countries have done healthcare, what Obama was trying to do was the more conservative option. Instead of having government take over all healthcare, it's what a number of countries have done. Well, wasn't it the Rom? Wasn't it the Romney option and the yes. and the RN mm-hmm. the Republican National Committee option that Obama and the was Heritage pushing? Foundation created yeah. this option in 1983. The, the individual mandate was a conservative idea. These are all the ways of making it happen while keeping you know that certain countries like Germany have employed that haven't gone for a single payer system. And, and here was Obama doing what? If you look in history, what conservatives generally do, which is when they realize something, they fight it, they fight it, they fight it. But when something they eventually realize something is a huge problem. They're like, well, let's do it in the most market-friendly way. And I point this out again and again. It reminds me of the earned income tax credit and some things and, and, and uh, 
climate change, you know, with with uh, some of the ways we've done that. And instead, they just decide no to everything because they don't mm-hmm. care anymore. And I, I don't want to give a speech. I'm going to kick it back to you, Laura. But it, I think it's important because when people are like, how can they not care and tell people not to get vaccines and die of COVID? How can they block basic gun laws so you send your kids to school and have to worry about them hiding in a closet? Well, this almost feels like this is like patient zero, no pun intended for that, when they just basically said, you know what, we're going to choose our power and demagoguery over people's lives. And they fought mm-hmm. Obamacare for no reason other than it was Obamacare. Does that, am yep. I crazy on that? No. And I mean, it's still happening today. Even today, there is no reason for a state like Florida or Texas or Georgia to refuse the free money. In fact, the way that it would have worked out, it would have paid them. They would have made more money than it would have cost, and they would have covered hundreds of thousands of their own people with health care. The only reason they're refusing it is to score political points with their base. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, surprise. That's, and that's right. COVID. You know, like, Surprise. But, but this is like a conversation that we need to be having. And by I mean, we, I mean like mainstream media and they will not do it. They will not have the conversation about how, you know, one party in key sectors, there may be exceptions, moderate, more moderate Northeastern states or whatever. So you get a Larry Hogan or a Charlie Baker, you know, who's, who's half decent, but in key parts of this country right. at this point, saving people, if it involves doing anything with the government, is is a demagogable, for lack of a better term, issue. Let, let me ask, let me ask Laura something with regards to that. I mean, Laura, one of the, <clears throat> I think, like an ongoing question we've had on the left for years. Actually, this goes back to I, I always like to joke because you may remember this. You're you look younger than Cliff and me, but you might be just <laughs> old enough to remember uh, Michael Dukakis running for president against mm-hmm. Bush in '88, and there was a famous Saturday Night Live episode when Dukakis I'm losing, losing to this guy. Bingo. He's they're doing the debate and Dukakis is just going, I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. And because it was kind of this prevailing sentiment was Dukakis mm-hmm. was losing, but he was this really smart guy, knew what he was doing. And Bush was kind of a, you know, perceived as being a bumble brain other than foreign mm-hmm. policy. He knew what he was doing there. Um, but it's a question we raise, you know, we raise it on on so many different healthcare issues, especially, but on, on education, everything and how, especially in the South, right? In the deep South. And mm-hmm. you're seeing it now with COVID too, how on healthcare so often, we not only have the right answers, but we have the answers that actually would benefit Republican voters. Yet mm-hmm. the Republican voters dig in and believe the BS that Republicans give them. Why do these any sense of why these people don't agree with us and why they don't just sort of overthrow the you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Well, like, I just it's yeah, they vote against their interests, it seems, all the time on this stuff. Well, I mean, there's there's a whole closed media ecosystem from right wing talk radio to Fox News and now OANN right. and Newsmax uh, to the, the algorithms on social media that only show you the things that they think you will want to hear. Right. So there's a large chunk of this country that's not hearing anything else. And so if your community is saying one thing and the TV and radio around you is backing that up, uh, people are not hearing any different and nobody is explaining in a voice that they can, uh, that, that is credible and that they're right. listening to that actually your state representative, your state Senator is voting for you not to get health care. You know, yeah. people yeah. are not I, getting that message. Yeah. 
Actually, Cliff, I was thinking about this too, Cliff. With Obamacare, we kept talking about it as a hypothetical, but with COVID, it actually became real to a degree. When we kept telling people, you know, Obamacare is what really keeps you having health insurance if you lose your job. Because sure, you get you get COBRA or whatever if you can afford it, thank you, because it's very expensive. But getting your new insurance, good luck. Right. <laughs> you know, like you're not going to – all your pre-existing conditions before Obamacare would be taken into account. Me, had I ever left D.C., which I did. I went to New York, two years, came back to D.C., I wouldn't have been able to get insurance in D.C. when I came back. Like, I'm not even going to go through all my health stuff. People know some of it. I haven't told you half the story, folks. <laughs> There's no way I would have been able to get insurance. And I, I wonder with COVID and everything else, whether that would have been part of what's going on. You know, they would have they would have learned what it was. But ironically, we've protected them from even learning why they needed the protections we gave them. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Well, I think sometimes yeah. people can be reached and sometimes they can't. Like you can see people that they're about to be put on a vent and they die refusing to accept that they had COVID. Yeah. But there are also the people that get very, very sick and or lose somebody they love and then they're converted and they talk yep. about the importance of vaccines and mandates and, and so on. So right. some people <clears throat> can be reached and some people will die because they can't. Yep. To hear the rest of this episode, become a premium subscriber to the Unprecedented Podcast by going to patreon.com slash unprecedentedpodcast. And with a $5 a month or more subscription, you not only support the show, but you get access to this episode and all of our premium episodes, including all of our great guests. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your support.